Welcome back, everybody, to Tailgates and Turnovers, the official film crew college football podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, joined again by Bennett. Bennett, how's it going, man? It's good. Um, election season is not over. I will be seeing Herschel Walker ads all the way through the entire regular season and Raphael Warnock. I don't like either of them, so that's that's where we're stuck. I'm sure you're very excited for that down in Georgia. And then also joining us today is Gray. Gray, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Great week of college football down here in Louisiana. Yeah, you had a pretty nice weekend, didn't you? Oh, yeah, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that game might rival the 2019 game, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just fucking electric. Yeah, it definitely was, and I think – so I was listening to Andy Staples today, and I think a really nice point that they made on the show was that this didn't feel like uh, we have the best team ever win. Like it just felt like a like an actual win, like a like a like a win that you can actually build off of, not something that's just never going to be able to be matched or anything like that. Like you can actually see this happening again. Absolutely, and like. Yeah, like 2019 was like, you know, oh shit, we have the best team ever. Like whenever we won, I was like, oh shit, all right, this like that finally settled it. Like we could, we're probably gonna win a national championship this year. Like, but like, and now, in Brian Kelly's first year to beat Alabama, I mean that that's just like I couldn't ask for more from out of this season. You know, like whenever we started at the beginning of the season, I was like, just beat, you know, Arkansas, beat. Uh, Ole Miss maybe, or, you know, some of these teams here and there, I did not in my like wildest dreams expect to be Alabama this year. I will be honest. I expected it to take at least one more year than it did. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you manage to actually get into the game? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. yeah, I ended up watching it at a bar. Um, but yeah, like it, the whole bar atmosphere was electric. They were pouring free shots after oh, every man. touchdown. I bet. Uh, it, it was it was crazy, man. Uh, and what really did it like was the um, whenever you know they're driving down the field and then we get that interception in the end zone. That the whole bar went nuts because like the the tension just released, kind of like all right, we've got a fucking shot this time. Like we we, we this is going to be a game, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I do have a question for that game. Another question for you: um, mm-hmm. When you they found out that the offense was going back on the field for that two point conversion, what was oh, the tele- I, what was it like? Oh, it, everyone was like, "Yes!" Like as soon as we scored, we were all screaming, "Go for two!" Like the whole yeah. bar was screaming it pretty much, just because we didn't want a whole another Florida State thing to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. So like. It, plus, we just had the momentum, kind of like you know, no team could actually like pull ahead like you know it was, it was pretty tight all the way through here and there um and one statistic that really shocked me was that alabama never had the ball uh with the lead in the fourth quarter um yeah that so i mean it it, it was back and forth game and um yeah like I, the the longer the more you prolong the game for overtime um the more likely it is the better team wins and right. th- this is one of the few instances I can't remember the last time we beat Alabama where we were the actual inferior team, you know, like the, the last few times, like we've been the better team right. and that's why we won. But um, yeah, like it, it was insane. Um, 
and, and the decision to go for two was just perfect. I, and I love the play. It was the same play that Clemson did against Bama to win the national championship. Um, but yeah, I, I was surprised that, uh, I was surprised he didn't snap the ball too. When that guy was running, uh, you know, they had 12 men on the field Yeah, and, while he was waiting. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Surprised but, me too. But I, they were just that confident in that play call that, um, he was like, no, we don't need this. We can run our play the way we intend to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, just the the confidence of that situation, uh, and like you know, the whole like everyone would have been fine if we didn't make it. You know, um, it's not like we would have blamed Brian Kelly for going for two. Yeah, um, and I yeah, think that was I think that was the thing for me too was that you were in this situation and like it was almost a what's the worst that could happen? You know, right, right. Like, worst that happens, you lose to Bama in overtime in a year that you weren't supposed to be all that good like right right I, I feel like that was a pretty respectable like it can only go up from here so that's why i was like yeah go for blood go try to get this while you have the momentum so yeah i'm glad yeah. you did i got super excited when i saw that they were going to do it because I, I kelly had typically been a guy to kind of play it safe so i was uh-huh i was like okay this is gonna be this yeah. is gonna be worth watching here so no, happy and- for you man happy you got that win yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, one thing that I did see that was really funny was um, footage of a Tennessee bar, and everyone just went crazy whenever we scored the two-point conversion. Because I remember a few weeks ago, I was at an LSU bar, and when we were going crazy whenever Tennessee beat Alabama. So it was just a really good um, SEC hate for Alabama. <laughs> it's nice to see everybody come together. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good weekend, good slate, honestly, of, of games. I, the game of the week disappointed a little bit but i mean i think it got made up for by some of the other results that we saw around the country but uh looking ahead to this week before we get into the games themselves we just got a couple of little news things to go over first off uh bennett let us know that down in your neck of the woods gray new orleans the university of new orleans students voted against an increase to their student fees to add football to the school uh looks like it was a 69 to 31 vote percentage wise so pretty pretty wide margin for not wanting football, which you know I don't know a whole lot about the University of New Orleans, but I mean it only had about two thousand votes. How how big is that school? Um, I mean, uh, I you know looked uh, it up. Yeah, yeah, Alex, it, it was like eighty two hundred people total, so it's okay. small. Yeah, right. Like our because two lanes in New Orleans, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, they're probably like ten minutes from each other. It's not that big of a mm-hmm. town. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, I guess that's why that's how they feel about it. And um, I know that the, you know the UNO makes the NCAA tournament every now and then for college basketball. And um, yeah, they you know they have a pretty good program, so they win their conference here and there. Um, but yeah, I guess they just felt you know it wasn't necessary for the amount of money that it was going to be charging for their uh additional fees per semester yeah and honestly yeah. The co- college football programs are just expensive like even the yeah. most a lot of the high-end ones technically run in the red like it, it's it's expensive especially trying to start one up so i, I don't necessarily blame them there but yeah, yeah. Just interesting little tidbit to start off with uh next up I think this just got announced. It was was either today on Wednesday or yesterday. Uh, ESPN and CBS signed a deal with Conference USA to carry their football games in the middle of the week. So we're going to have some competition with Maction. 
how do you guys feel about that? I mean, it's, it's just more football for me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm gravy with it, but that Matt, uh, Max seemed to have a monopoly on that, those midweek games. Yeah. It was like pack 12 after dark and matching in the middle of the week. I mean, hell Tuesday night, uh, Tulane playing. Like I can't complain. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm here for it. Like, uh, it's crazy. They, they came out right away and basically just said, we're going to put all of our schedule in the middle of the week. So, <laughs> It I works. Mean, might, as, might as well just try to lock it in. Yeah. And and, yeah. I'm cool with it because, I mean, you know, I've always got ESPN Plus on and just looking at whatever's on for the night and having this on there would be, you know, just good. Yeah. Extra football never hurt anybody. Nope. Um, it looks like they're getting about $750,000 per school uh, in this deal. So, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be on the same tier as these Power 5 deals, but uh, that's probably a pretty good deal. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to have those games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, there's obviously a need for those time slots to be filled, especially if there's not any action going on. So not upset about that one bit. Moving on, uh, Jeff Scott's tenure at USF is done. Uh, he was fired. Uh, just Things did not go well down there for him for whatever reason. But, um, you know, based on some of the struggles that Clemson has had, do you think there's a chance that he ends up going back? Do you think yeah. they reach out to him and ask him? Because I know Davo's always a big promote from within guy, but you got to think he needs some help. Yeah. Tough, uh, tough uh, officer, tough season for the Davo coaching tree with Elliott really struggling at UVA as well. Um, Venable's but they're performing, yeah. And uh, but I mean, South Florida's been good before with like Charlie Strong was good for one year, Taggart was good there. Uh, yeah. I'll come back to Taggart in a second, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a it's a good place to go to school. Is that, I don't know if it's in Tampa or St. Petersburg, it's in one of those. Yeah, I'm, pretty sure really, I'm pretty sure it's St. Petersburg, yeah, yeah, not it's really in South the metro, Florida, but yeah, yeah. St. Petersburg's nice, man, like it's really nice. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really yeah no, I, they couldn't make it work there, but go ahead, Gray. Yeah, I think he's going to uh, – Dapa's going to look to bring people back that he can, um, especially, you know, uh, I don't I don't know where Jeff Scott goes from here. You know, it's, I don't think there's another head coaching op opportunity for him right now. No. So, um, yeah, Auburn. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, so um, – I think he's probably just going to go back to Clemson. Um, I mean, he had a good deal while he was there, you know, yeah. and then just wait for another um, opportunity, I guess. And he needs I some just, experience in that room. Yeah. I just Googled it. He's got some uh, Billy Napier relations, so he might be going oh, okay. to Florida. Okay. Yeah. He's got some options then. Yeah. Yes. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up there. Uh, I, I do think Clemson is in more of a need for where he ends up. So you've got to think that they'd be the favorite for to see where he lands, but yeah, he could have end up in Florida too. Any, any like early onset for who goes down there. I mean, it's been, it's been some pretty Not big names like Charlie, Charlie strong and Taggart aren't <clears throat> small guys, by any means. Scott Frost. Oh, Jesus Christ. I honestly, probably <laughs> like, you got to think they're going to ask him like, <clears throat> They're they're gonna have a tough time because their number one team they recruit against is moving to the Big Twelve. So yeah, yeah, it's with Central Florida. It's gonna be tough for them. 
Yeah, that's just it, that might just be one of those schools that gets kind of boned by the conference realignment because instead of recruiting against other FCS school or not FCS uh, G five schools, now you're going to be recruiting against a Big Twelve school, and then obviously your ACC and SEC schools. Like you're kind of the low man there. Yeah. Yeah. But next up, we've got Dan Patrick reporting San Diego State to the Pac-12. That hasn't been verified anywhere else. So, I mean, it's really just something to keep an eye on as of right now, but nothing to really go off of there. I think it'd be a good ad for what their available options are, but obviously this is a huge step down from USC and UCLA. I mean, the Pac-12 is on life support right now. I think that's really just kind of the – the beginning and end of it. If they lose one or two more of these big name schools like your Oregon's or your Washington's, like or even you know like Utah, like it's just yeah. the league's probably going to end up folding. Yeah, yeah. The, um, or, I, or just like a full on merger, you know. Yeah, I mean, it could merge could merge with like the Big Twelve. They've indicated their interest in in shopping around, so. That's the option. That's an option. It's just tough because with that Pac-12 media deal, just n- nothing is tempting there, especially now that they've lost their two biggest name brands. Like Oregon is still a draw, especially since they're playing well this year. But we, I mean, we've talked about it on the pod before. You can't watch any of these fucking games because they're on their own little streaming service that nobody has. <laughs> yep. I got it. I got it. You <laughs> you might be the one person Eastern Mississippi that has access to Pac-12. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know I had it until like two weeks ago. <laughs> I was trying to watch Washington, Arizona. <laughs> it was on there. Yeah. We, uh, we're going to have to replace you, Austin, with you as our Pac-12 guy, apparently, for now. <laughs> I guess oh. so. It's unreal. Um, he, lives, he lives in Seattle and doesn't have access to it. That's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, everything I've heard from the Pac-12 is they don't want to add a state school. They don't want to add a California state okay. school just because their their academics are way below what uh, some of the oh are they are. okay yeah them and them and Fresno always seem like a logical add but I think once you get into the academic side of it it doesn't make sense yeah that makes it tougher from a competitive perspective I mean they're better than like Arizona State and Arizona and Colorado so I mean from the athletic side of it I could definitely see it but academics do make it a little bit tougher there. But last bit of news, well, second to last bit of news, uh, not really news news, but Dan Lanning, obviously there's been a lot of smoke to him being interested in the Auburn job. A lot of quotes or inferences from the stuff that he said. He did have another quote recently. Uh, the reality, quote, the reality is the grass is not always greener. In fact, the grass is damn green in Eugene. I want to be in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. This is a dish. This is a destination, not just for me, but for elite players. I mean, that's pretty, pretty firm statement. Like he's not, I guess he's not definitively saying I'm not interested in the Auburn job, but I mean, he seems to be pretty locked in, which I think Oregon is a better job than people give it credit for. Like with that Nike branding and just with the success that they've had, like you're able to get top end athletes. It's just harder to do. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, especially with the Nike deal, it kind of recruits itself. Um, and I, if I were him, I wouldn't leave Oregon for Auburn because I mean, at Oregon, you can if if it's not that you know it's not as hard to make the it's not nearly as hard to make the playoffs as it is at Auburn, you know. Um, so I, for program sake, I wouldn't move. Um, I know Auburn's a top job, but that program is. 
not good shape at all right now. Um, and it's going to be a long, long job. It's not going to be an overnight thing, especially over there. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I think Oregon is, it's not in the Auburn tier of jobs, but I mean, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's competitive enough to where you can go to the playoff every now and then, you know, if you're like the, the schedule is obviously not going to be as hard. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I know Oregon's not as touted as all these other blue chip jobs, but it, it's a good position for someone that wants to build something there, you know, yeah. especially at the college level. Yeah. The biggest drawback for Oregon is the fact that it's so far away for a lot of these elite players. And there's just not a, a huge base of talent for them to recruit elite players from locally. So, I mean, that right. that is what makes the job difficult, but they have a lot of things going for him. So I would like to see Lanning stick around. I think he's done a really good job with his Oregon program this year so far. And they're, they have an outside shot at the playoff, which, I mean, I guess this is as good of a segue as any to start talking about this, but uh, the votes did, are in. Hold on. Did, did you think he was making a, like, a little dig at all these guys that have left Oregon saying the grass isn't greener on the other side, like Cristobal and uh, Taggart. Taggart and everybody? Yeah, I mean, maybe. And obviously it's way too early for Cristobal. Because Crystal Ball was also just a different story because, you know, Miami, he's from Miami, Miami alum and all that. Like he, that was that dream job clause that can't, that can call in there. So I can't really blame Crystal Ball, but yeah, like Taggart left for a quote unquote better job and it did not turn out well for him. So it could have been a dig for sure. Yeah. Landing, Landing also said uh, later on, uh, his kids have lived in like eight cities in like 10 years or something like that. He's like, I'm ready to, you know, settle down and, yeah. Not drag them through that anymore. Put down roots, yeah. Yeah. But all right, my that's, bad. No, you're okay. That's I mean, that's something that you don't really think about a whole lot either with some of these coaching searches and everything. Like that's gotta be tough for some of these guys. Yeah, I mean you're up right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for the kids to find like, you know, stability if they're moving all the time and you know, leaving friends. their friends. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Brian like, Kelly. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he left. He left his kids up here. He uh, he let his kids graduate from Notre Dame. He came up. He came up to attend their graduation ceremony this summer. So good on him. Yeah, good dad, yeah. Brian Kelly. Yeah, but you know, speaking of Oregon's shot at the playoff, I mean, the votes have been counted. The results are in. The moment you've all been waiting for. The college football playoff rankings were released for this week, and nothing too surprising, I don't think. Your top four were Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. There was some speculation that maybe Tennessee would take that fourth spot over TCU, but I am glad that the committee just put the last undefeated in there. Um, Not that it really makes a big difference because it is going to sort itself out eventually, but I think Michigan is a higher ranked team than Ohio – is a better team than Ohio State is right now. Um, Ohio State has more top-end talent, but they're just not utilizing it correctly for whatever reason. Michigan just seems like a more complete team. I, um, I think that's uh I think that's a strength of schedule thing from the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah. Yeah, and and especially with, fair. Especially with Notre Dame winning, that that win looks a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Booing bu- Ohio State's out of conference for sure. So mm-hmm. uh you're welcome, Buckeye fans, I guess. But um <laughs> yeah, I mean long term it doesn't really make a difference because on the one hand, it's just a bat it's just a difference in who who's gonna be the home team, quote unquote, for that semifinal matchup. But then on the other hand, you know, it's they play each other. It's going to get worked out. 
Yeah. But uh, Tennessee is at five, so just outside there. Oregon's at six. So they still have a path into the playoff. They are they don't necessarily control their own destiny, but they have as good a shot as any to make the playoff there. Number seven is LSU. Kind of surprised that they didn't bump up higher, I'll be honest. I thought maybe they were going to jump up to six, and I know it's tough to put them over a one-loss Oregon. They've had some really damn good wins these past couple weeks. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I would agree, but I, I'm fine with where we are. Um, I mean, the committee, they'll they'll twist things around, you know, like say next week they might put us at like six or five, you know, depending on how, like even though it's Arkansas, um, if Tennessee or Oregon struggle a little bit, you know, they might just do that. They, they do that in the last few weeks all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we're in a position personally, I think we're in a position where we control our destiny. Um, I think that if we went out and beat Georgia, then we'd be in. Um, but we, we yeah. can, we can discuss that in a second. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree with you, but yeah, let's go through just the rest of these. We're just going to go to the top 15 because with the imminent 12 team playoff expansion, I think it's nice to see who some of these other competitors would be. Um, luckily no team has more than two losses in the top 15, so we don't have to worry about a three, three loss team or anything like that. But, uh, USC slotting in at eight, Bama's at nine, Clemson's at 10, uh, Ole Miss is at 11, UCLA at 12, Utah at 13, Penn State at 14, and North Carolina at 15. I don't really have a whole lot of gripe with any of these rankings. If anything, I would say maybe Alabama should be down to like, 10 or 11 instead of where they're at at nine. But again, like realistically, that's not, that's just well, a formatting difference. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think back. Where did we have our rankings the other day? We had UCLA at eight, right? And then yeah. USC at nine and then Bama 10, Ole Miss 11. Something like that. Yeah. I think we did drop Clemson down a little bit further than what oh, we, we had. Yeah. Uh, we put, we put Clemson way down. I mean, that last week was a rough showing. I, I don't think even no matter what happens, I don't know if Clemson can make it in, even if they run the table and win the ACC. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the ACC is out with, with one loss. Like the ACC is still worse than the PAC 12. I don't think they're a lock to be out. Uh, I think Oregon, USC, and UCLA could all lose a game before the conference championship. That's like, true. That's true. So if, if there's a two-loss Oregon and then, you know, TCU loses, they need help from the Pac-12 and TCU. They need both those teams to lose, I think. Yeah. All right. And, all, right. all right. Just quick scenario. Who, who gets in out of a one-loss conference championship, Big 12, Pac-12, or ACC? Out of a one uh, loss, it, yeah, one it loss has to be. Well. It has to. It has to be TCU is the one loss in the Big Twelve, I guess. Yeah. No, no. In my, in my opinion, it's it's Pac twelve because they did away with divisions, so Oregon would be playing number eight USC in the Pac twelve championship game, and if they beat them, then that's a top ten win. TCU wouldn't have that. UCLA still still definitely right. controls the two because they, they play USC in two weeks and then they'd have right, a rematch right. with Oregon. So, so yeah, so the, even even then the winner of that game, the USC UCLA game, if they have one loss and the team if and if they're playing Oregon who has one loss, then that's a big matchup. That's a team that just beat another top ten team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I I just think the strength of schedule is so good for the Pac-12 right now that 
they can send a one loss team, especially if it's Oregon. I think number one, if it's Oregon, yeah. um, I do, th- I do think this year, at least the PAC 12 is still doing divisions. I think it starts next year that they're eliminating that. Um, yeah. Looking at it right now, it looks like they still are uh, organized yeah. by division here, but. Oh, really? Yeah. Just yeah, for this. Th- I think big 12 doesn't have divisions right now. Yeah. The big 12 is the one that does not have divisions. I I think you have a better case with the Big 12 over the Pac-12. Just I don't know. That's tough. It's between those two schools because both of them have had to beat good teams. Like, yeah. TCU has not really had an easy out this year with their schedule. Like, they have played just nonstop, at least average to good, like, to good to great teams. And they've won yeah. all of these games. Like, Yeah, that's true. And then they, they do go to Austin this week. Um it's a big test. I think, te- yeah. I mean, Texas, regardless of how their season turned out, they have a lot of talent on that roster. So being able to beat Texas in Austin is going to be a pretty big statement win. I tend, I tend to lean big 12 personally. Okay. In that scenario. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, who would Oregon play if they, you know, were one loss team in the, would they play the winner of USC UCLA or no? Ba- basically. Yeah. The, that's yeah. Oh, okay. For who, uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, but, I mean, I, I personally, I think that a one-loss Oregon to you know their only loss being to Georgia, it was a bad loss. Yeah, but they got it was st- also it was also week one, so teams yeah. are allowed to get better, and that that's my argument for LSU is, um, like it happens in every sport, teams get better over time, and yeah. um, you know, like it's like the uh, March Madness, like you have a team that like is uh, twenty and fifteen but they're in the elite eight because they went 16 and four in their last, you know, 20 games. So um, another thing is, so what do y'all think about this? If let's say LSU wins out, we beat Georgia in the number one undefeated Georgia. Um, Ohio state beats Michigan. Uh, TCU wins. Do you think that TCU is still undefeated? So then Mm -hmm. they're, um, yeah, they're in Ohio state's in. Do you think they're putting LSU over Tennessee or Georgia? I think Tennessee would be the bigger question than Georgia. Uh, we I just think they put them. They put them over Tennessee instead of Georgia. But yeah, like no. they got. Where Where does head to head come into factors here? Like, I yeah. mean, y'all, y'all got I mean, smoked. It's, it's a circle at that point, though, because then right. they're beating the team that smoked Tennessee, who smoked them. Like, and, I would and say, our, our, I will say, our smoking came earliest in the season yeah. yes you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like we had it we you know we got better over time so like we're Listen, a that's, completely that's, different team than we were then. that's that's always the scenario if, if you're gonna get fucking beat like lose early lose like week four or five yeah and yeah get it out of the way so, and so. I, I think if there's any you know the first two loss team would be out of the sec if if it's out of any conference yeah i would agree with that the problem the problem that they run into, I would put them over Tennessee, not necessarily Georgia. I th- I would rank them higher than Georgia, but I wouldn't knock Georgia out of the playoff for them. Right. The, pro- the problem then becomes, though, if the Pac-12 and ACC also have a one-loss champion. Because I do think they would get in over the ACC, but, like, say Ohio State plays Michigan really close. And it's yeah. like and that's their only loss. Like, there's a lot of wiggle rooms to finish this year out, which I don't think happens a whole has happened a whole lot, or at least it hasn't felt like it. I feel like mm-hmm. the two teams that are safe two the three teams that are safe, assuming they went out are Georgia, 
Ohio State or Michigan and TCU. Like if they if they win yeah. out, they're safe. I think Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan could even lose a close game and still be in the playoff. After that, like those next four teams, four or five teams could all be competing for a playoff spot, which is just nuts to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just look at this if it was the 12 team playoff right now. This first round would be fucking awesome. Oh, hell yeah, it would. You got UCLA going to Tennessee. You got Ole Miss going to Oregon. Clemson going to LSU, the the true uh, Death Death Valley Valley game. Yeah. And then you got Alabama going to the Coliseum at USC. That would be sick. I, I can't wait. Until this is figured out, like I mean, more football is more football, but like th- those games sound amazing in the first place. Yeah, I mean, and it's like the arguments against the playoffs. Like I understand where people are coming from about it diluting reg- the regular season. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand where they're coming from. But you can't tell me looking at some of these brackets for last year and this year that you wouldn't have some incredible games to fucking watch. Yeah, like just tons of fun. I do wish that the second round was also a home field thing because then you would see like a team have to go to the horseshoe or a team have to go to Ann Arbor to, to the big house to play. Like, I think, I think those top four teams in addition to the bar, the buy should be able to get a home field spot. Well, and we were, we were talking about Georgia, Florida a couple weeks ago, how they're trying to move the game from Jacksonville to like a home and home. And like, they basically said, you know, they get $3 million to go to Jacksonville. I mean, obviously like you're going to make way more money if that's a home game for you. So like it just honestly it hurts those top four teams not getting a game at home as well. Yeah, I mean that that's a lot of lost revenue. Like I can't imagine what playoff revenue would be for college football. I mean I already know that each game you know brings in a shit ton of money um, as is for a regular season. So could you imagine um, if they allowed recruit recruiting visits during a playoff game? Holy dude. fuck, that would that would lock so many recruits in, especially if you win a, a win a game. Like yeah. that would just be. That's something I didn't even think about until just now. Just the the impact that it could have on recruiting too. Like that would be nuts. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I we had we had like fourteen uh, recruits on the sideline for that LSU Bama game, and we yeah. had like two of them commit that night. <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame had a couple like that too. Yeah, which was yeah, you're getting a big win like that on a, on the biggest stage is just. I mean, that's does wonders for your recruiting. Yeah, there, they, but... they got they got their beer shot. Oh, you want to bid you pussy? <laughs> all right all right right. last one if if ucla and ole miss uh, ole miss obviously needs lsu to lose because the head-to-head if they run the table can they make it up there no matter what Uh, i don't think well okay i mean they would beat alabama i don't know who their last two games are against um i don't you know mississippi state uh, and somebody else okay Oh yeah, that's right. The egg bowl. But, and, uh, uh, is it no LSU plays A and M? Yeah, we played them last week. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, I I don't know. I mean that. God, that's like the. I think they will. Oh, almost play, almost plays Bama this week. Right? No, yeah, they play Bama this week, so they would beat Bama next week. And, yeah, 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 and then uh, we would have to lose again. Um. But yeah, what if we lost again and they they beat Bama and they went out and they played Georgia and they beat Georgia? Then I guess you'd have to put them in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. I think UCLA has a better shot at making it than if they went out because they would they beat would be USC too- along the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And they, they, yeah. And they would avenge their their one loss, which is against Oregon. 
which that's always been huge with the committee if you're able to avenge your one loss from the season. So I think UCLA has a clearer path than Ole Miss does right now just for the fact that they're able to play the team that beat them again. Um, But we we think they would jump jump Clemson no matter what if Clemson went undefeated the rest of the season. Yes. I think there's just more quality quality wins there as well. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You get two top ten wins if you're UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not sure Clemson's going to win out. Uh, who knows, no, man? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how you you. Uh, they play guys. Louisville this week, and I think that's going to be a tougher out, honestly, because they're yeah. gonna, Louisville likes to blitz, and DJU has not been good under pressure, and Kate Klubnik's a true fret. Like he, I don't know if he's a true freshman. He's no, I think he's just a redshirt freshman. But like freshman or freshman, like they're going to struggle if they're going to if they're put under pressure. So yeah. he's true. Yeah, he's I, true freshman. Is he true? Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, Drake's the redshirt. Hey man, y'all y'all been dogging on Auburn, but you want to hear something funny? Hell yeah! They're, they're, they're favorite against A and M this week. <laughs> Don't oh, hate hearing that. That's tough. <laughs> that's tough, for A&M. You think you think Auburn's had a bad year? A and M has had. Yeah. And they're in limbo. They're in limbo too because well, they can't they can't get rid of their coach right now. Yeah, I Listen, mean, and just with the expectations they had going into the season too, like they were. Preseason, yeah, they're preseason. We six. talked about them as a potential playoff team. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're they're probably not going to go bowling. Hold on, I got it up right here. I'm pulling it up. There's um, they'd have to win out, I think, to go bowling. Dude, so to- the, the initial rankings are fucking. Just throw them away. Nine out of the top twenty five at the beginning of the year don't aren't bowl eligible right now. Oh my god! A and M, Oklahoma, uh, my Spartans. Miami, Pitt, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Houston, and BYU. All were in the top 25 they're going to Oh, my God. I'll have four or five wins. That's insane. And, like, looking at the rest of A&M's schedule, they play Auburn this week, obviously, and then they play UMass. That should should be a win. Uh, but then they play LSU again to close the season out. Like, they have to win all three of those games, and they might lose two of them. Yeah. Like, just a bad spot for what we expected them to be going into the season. So, um you hate to see it, but damn, big drop let's, off. Let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about some of these games. Speaking of uh, LSU, uh, they have got probably the best noon slate game here. They're playing Arkansas, where they are three point favorites as a visitor. Um, this is going to be on ESPN. Team total line is set at sixty two, pretty high, but I feel like that's a pretty pretty doable line there. <laughs> yeah, Arkansas. Another team that's in limbo. Sam Pittman has just had some tough, tough losses this year. And last week was no different, losing to Liberty at home. Um, Hugh Freeze just padding his resume right now for that Auburn job if he wants it. I think he might be the one getting the call here. But their defense is bad. Like, they have an atrocious defense that LSU is probably going to be able to take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, I I will say I am – slightly worried about this um only slightly just because 11 a.m kickoff is it a ptsd Uh, thing like yeah yeah and just like a i i don't know i mean it's still the sec west like teams are going to show up especially get you know us or alabama but um yeah these games are always so hard for me to gauge no matter how good we are or how bad they are um or the opposite uh but yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll get it done. But uh, I will say, just slightly worried about this one. 
Yeah, understandable. I mean, like you said, any division game you should be at least a little bit worried about. Plus, Arkansas has played spoiler before for for the Tigers. So, I mean, there's yeah. there's reason to be a little concerned there. But, I mean, if you just look at the numbers, Arkansas – I mean, Arkansas's offense versus LSU's defense might be a pretty fun matchup to watch. But the LSU offense versus the Arkansas defense, that if you're looking at any of the advanced statistics or any analytics or anything like that, that should be a route. Like LSU should be yeah. able to just run the score up on them, so just tough to see a good out for Arkansas here. Three seems pretty generous, honestly, but I think they might just be factoring in that you might have an emotional letdown game or the fact you know that it is the SEC West, like you said. But I'm inclined yeah. to take LSU pretty comfortably with that. Yeah, I, I trust BK to get the guys ready and not to um, overlook, you know, towards the SEC championship already. Um, just mm-hmm. take it week by week. He was ex- he has been excellent at that for years. Is yeah, winning the games that you should win. Yeah, there's always the games that you were not supposed to win necessarily that he struggled with. So that, but I'm hey beat saving on his first try. So <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not super concerned about this one for the Tigers, honestly. I'm I'm more concerned with the over under because I can see Arkansas coming out and just pounding clock like they run the yeah. ball a ton. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. um, I think Raheem Sanders has, like, 1,200 yards on the year already. Damn. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we talked about it before. Like, that backfield is, like, 500 pounds, and then the offensive line is, like, like 1,600. Like, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're big. Uh, but I, I, I just don't see Daniels having a bad get, like a bad game against this passing defense. Like, they're, there's 131 teams, and they're 129th in passing D. Like, and we still don't know for sure if KJ Jefferson is playing either. Like for that, that's the thing, big thing too. Like if he does not play, it's done. Yeah. Did yeah. he did he get hurt again last week? Uh, it's just he's his shoulder injury is just kind of still nagging him. So there, Pittman is playing coy, so it might not be a thing, and he may just end up playing anyway. But he, uh, it sounds like he's been held back from practice. Um, yeah, reading just some quotes here saying Jefferson wants to be ready, he wants to play, it makes it sound like he might not be. So if KJ Jefferson's not playing, it's not even going to be close. Like LSU's going to win by double digits in that case. Yeah, that might be one. Wait, wait till the last second and just see if you're going to put money on it. Or take the plus three – or take the three-point spread now. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm but, surprised, Yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't changed much, but – I think we'll get it done for the Battle of the Boot, the Golden Boot. Golden is this, boot. Is Great this a trophy, trophy game? Golden Boot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trophy game. Oh, yeah. Trophy games rock. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, no, that's that one I'm, I'm not super concerned about LSU winning that one. But, you know, Arkansas could come out with some fires. So, we'll have to see how that goes. Moving on for some of the noon slate games. Really got two more to talk about, really. Uh, this one, probably not even worth talking about. But number 20. Notre Dame fighting Irish in the college football playoff ranking. They have clawed their way back to the top 25 based on some really good ACC wins and some really awful losses to bad teams. Um, But they're playing Navy. Uh, Navy's tough because the triple option is something that teams just don't prepare for during the season unless you play these teams. like Unless you're our service academy, basically. You're not practicing against the triple option. Like, they have a short week to get ready for this. That's really the one thing where I could see Navy giving some trouble for a little bit, but 
I mean, Notre Dame just ran for 263 yards on one of the best defensive lines in the country. Like there are, there are six or seven draft picks on that Clemson D line and they just dominated them. So I think they're going to be fine. Uh, this might be one of the shortest games of the week. This I this game might be done by like two thirty. Both teams I, listen, just gonna man, run. I, I, I just put this on here because you're the Notre Dame guy. Like, yeah, it's I I love this rivalry game. I don't like when Notre Dame loses because they should never lose the Navy anymore. But it's such it's probably one of the most respectful rivalries in college football, just because like who's gonna who's gonna shit talk or be dirty about a, a service academy like, that's just yeah I would like be the, the worst look of uh, all time <laughs> i like the uh the story you told me behind it i had no idea about that earlier on the show. yeah yeah so in case anybody forgot basically the whole deal behind this still being a rivalry is that uh the naval the u.s navy put a training uh base at, on notre dame's campus during the second world war and it actually saved the university from going under uh, so as a way of kind of repaying for it, the, the football team plays Navy every year. So uh, this rivalry is going to be a thing until the Navy says it's fine. And I don't think the Navy minds when a brand like, like Notre Dame plays it. So yeah, it's probably going to be like whenever they do join a conference, this is going to be non-negotiable for this to be one of their out-of-conference games. But uh, Notre Dame coming off a good good really good win last week and i think it's, they're just going to keep rolling so last up for the noon slate we've got purdue at number 21 illinois the big 10 west is just a shit show right now um the couple of teams we thought were going to be fun being minnesota and purdue are just drastically underperforming uh i, I think illinois is going to win this one purdue's performance last week did not inspire anything to make me think that they're going to win where we are today, Northwestern can still win the Big Ten West, and they are one. They are they are one and one and eight. This the whole Big Ten West is a shit show. Oh my god! The fact um, that they are one and eight and can still do it. Wait, Nick, are you serious? Yeah, yeah I wasn't I, a I got joke. It up, I no. got it up right now. All right, so they got they got to win out against <laughs> Minnesota, Purdue, and Illinois. And then they have to hope Illinois loses the rest of their games. Nebraska loses to Michigan, but beats Wisconsin and Iowa. <laughs> it's like a bunch of those, like Purdue loses yeah, to Indiana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if Illinois wins two out of their three, they win. Like, they win the West. Damn. Northwestern's playoff hope's still alive then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just beat Ohio State and you're in. <laughs> that was, hey, they, they gave Ohio they State a run for their money than they should have, so. Yeah, yeah no, trying. but I, I, I'm taking Illinois in this one. Purdue, just their offense completely sputtered when they faced a good defense, and Illinois has got a pretty decent defense, and I just don't have faith in Purdue's defense against what Illinois can do on the ground. So uh, I'm taking Illinois on that one. Um, I'm with you, but, I mean, for Purdue to win, they got to win. They got to win out, and then they need Iowa and Wisconsin to lose again. Like, it, it, the whole west side is just a mess. Like, it, it's just a bunch of that. Like, we need to win. If this team we, loses – yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. Illinois is the only one where they control their own destiny, right? Like they just need to win out. Uh, they need to win twice. Okay. Well, then they they have to beat Purdue first. Like, oh, okay. well, okay, but still, they control. They're they're driving the bus right now. So, like that, if Purdue wins, it's just going to be chaos. Yeah, but that's about it for the noon slate. Uh, I think we can move on to the afternoon here. 
number one, number 21, UCF versus number 17, Tulane in the battle for the New Year's Six Bowl, I think. Uh, I think these are these are the two highest ranked G5 teams. Yeah, as of right now. Um, yeah. Liberty is like sandwiched in between them, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Liberty's still got a shot, but uh, Liberty's a good team too. So the battle for this last spot in the New Year's Six Bowl is still wide open. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see which team kind of comes out on top. UCF been trending up after what was a pretty damn slow start. Yeah, they um, they looked good. I watched that Syracuse game. I had them winning that one. They lost. It really sucked. Um, I mean, that, yeah, John Reese Plumley. If you remember him from Ole Miss, he's still doing the fucking thing. Dude, yeah. so. he he almost single handedly beat us in 2019. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, like we were up the whole game, and then he came in, like he came in and just ran all over us, like the whole third quarter. And I was like, "What the fuck? What are we doing? Are we about to lose this running quarterback? Who is this guy?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, you wouldn't, so, you, you wouldn't think he's that fast. No, I know, dude. He, he's a fun quarterback to watch. I, uh, I really enjoyed watching him play over uh, at Ole Miss. Well, are you, you can, are you are you pulling for uh, John Reese Plumley or the? No, the, I gotta go. I gotta go yeah, I gotta go Tulane, baby. Okay, riding riding that green wave. Yeah, Tulane's a fun team to watch this year. I, I'm probably gonna pull for them. Uh, I'm probably gonna take them. The spread's really close though, so that's. Hopefully that's as good of a game as the spread's indicating it's going to be. But I, I like the over on that 54 and a half, honestly. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. That should be a high that, flyer. Uh, I think I think Tulane's only giving up like 17 points a game or something like that. Okay. So that's probably uh, I saw, where that I, I saw that last. There. I saw that last week when they were warming up. Yeah. yeah. Great, great. Does, that, does anybody go to Tulane or they just go there for law school? Uh, I know some people that went. It's just super expensive, dude. It's like the most expensive school in Louisiana. So, oh no, kidding. yeah, yeah, it's private. Uh, it's it's very it's, nice school. Um, is it religious at all, or just a private? No, school? Oh yeah, just okay. a private. Yeah, uh, they have a really good medical facility too. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Tulane's medical. I don't know, Gray. I don't know if you remember the. Uh, it was a Bears Saints game a few years back when uh, yeah. the tight end for yeah. the Bears, Zach Miller, he like. Almost died, but he got. I was to at. Tulane. I was at that game. Yeah. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we actually didn't know it was that serious, you know, uh, at the yeah. time. And then I didn't. Yeah, we didn't either until like the next day. Then they were like, "Yeah, he almost died." Yeah, his, his yeah. leg. Yeah, right? he had like yeah, lacerated bad. like a like a blood vessel in his leg, and like yeah, yeah, really bad. He caught yeah. it too, and the refs didn't give it to him. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now Tulane though, Tulane should win this one i would say uh, i just they've been a lot more consistent over the course of the season than ucf has been but um either either way whoever wins this one i think this one's going to hit over yeah yeah this one is on espn2 next up we've got our espn game at 330 we've got louisville at number 10 clemson who are seven point favorites at home team total at 52 uh, first off, I like the under on this one. I think we've seen Clemson's offense for the past couple weeks now just kind of sputter. Uh, has not been great. And I think Louisville is going to take advantage of that. I think they're going to send a lot of pressure at DJU, who was not great against pressure last week when Notre Dame did send it. And Clemson's O-line didn't really do him a whole lot of favors on the ground either. So I think... I think on this one, I think Louisville is going to cover. I don't know if they're going to win, 
but they are they're coming in hot. They're on a three game win streak right now, beating teams that preseason we would have definitely pegged them to lose. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Uh, I personally think uh, Clemson just lost focus now that they're pretty much out of the playoff. Um, uh, Dabba is going to have to blow this up in the offseason, um, similar to what uh, Saban's going to have to do. But, uh, yeah, I think Louisville gets this win. You think they're out? You think they're going to win this one outright? Yep. I'm calling yeah. it. I can see it, honestly. Like, I don't know. Did you guys hear some of Dabo's quotes from the post game this past week? Uh-uh. He was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that stood out to me, or he's like, I honestly wish I could tell you I saw this was coming, but we had a great week of practice. Everything was looking good. They, It was just an ass kicking. Like, he just seemed stunned by what happened on the field, which, I mean, I think, I think most people were, mm-hmm. but – yeah, he just has does not have any experience in that coaching office right now. They've got to be able to fi- figure out a way to get that back. But I could definitely see Louisville winning this one outright. I'm just going to hedge a little bit and say I think they cover. Yeah, I'm with you. I- I'm not sure. It's uh, gr- good teams, you know, bounce back. So, and this is at home. Yeah, yeah. They, they, this three thirty. They don't get loud there, anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The one game last week at 3.30 that should have gotten wild did not get wild. So uh, <laughs> yeah. three, take your 3.30 unders, I guess. Um, yeah. Speaking of, our last 3.30 game is a top 25, top 15 matchup. Uh, number 10, Alabama looking to bounce back in Oxford, taking on the Ole Miss Rebs, who are 12-point dogs. So Bama's still getting a lot of points laid on them. And – I think the crazy thing is that Bama is still an incredibly talented team. Like, yeah, they have they're obviously underperforming this year, but this is still a good Alabama team. But I'm yeah. tempted. I'm tempted it, to say Ole Miss wins this one, though. Oh, uh, you see, like <clears throat> the problem with Bama this year is that they're just it's it's very uncharacteristically um, undisciplined. Yeah, yeah, undisciplined. Yeah, just so many penalties and. Uh, they they have not showed up on the road at all for like any game. Uh, they they went down to Kyle Field and A and M and almost lost that game on the last play. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it's tough to pick them on the road, but um, I, I think Saban's lighting a spark under this team right now. Um, I mean, he, there's no other uh, there's no other option for him. Um, he, he's I know and I know some staffers are trying to save their jobs uh so i i, I just think alabama's gonna win I, I don't know if they're gonna cover um i could see it being like a three-point win but uh i i'm tempted to take the points uh on ole miss covering that um but like 12 is just so iffy because like it could easily be a two touchdown game yeah i i could take the uh the ole miss points in the bama money line just to get some added odds on there but Nah, I'm not touching this. Yeah, yeah that, that's a tough one because the state of Mississippi has, has historically been Saban's punching bag after a loss. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. I just I don't know. Something tells me that Bama's biggest weakness is on the on the edges. So like your wide receivers and your defensive backs, they just have not been up to snuff for what Alabama usually is. 
Right. And I think that's a position group that those are position groups that Ole Miss is going to be able to take advantage of. So that's a, that's where I'm thinking that they have a chance to to win this one. Right. And and our like you know and against Ole Miss, our biggest weakness is our cornerbacks. So I mean, I thought the same thing going into the Ole Miss game, but they ended up not doing much. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's really just what kind of team shows up on that day. Um, but yeah. I I think it's Bama. Uh, all day. I think they roll them, kind of. Okay. Yeah, I'm tempted. I, that one's probably going to be the 3:30 game I watch, just because I am curious to see how Bama responds to last week. So, yeah, um, that's going to be on CBS. Tune in, watch that one. Uh, the night games. We've got a few fun ones here. Uh, number 25, Washington, going to Eugene and taking on the number six Oregon Duck, who are 13 and a half point favorites. Team total line is set at 72 and a half. They're expecting some sparks to fly with this one. And, you know, I don't blame them. Yeah, you look at the uh, yeah the third down defense and the passing offenses and everything. I mean, I, I, I don't doubt it either. Both teams are bottom 10 and third downs. And, uh, I mean, Washington's first in pass offense. Oregon's like 20th. But overall, like, they're even higher than that in scoring. So, like, I – I think this is going to be a fucking shootout, and I don't know where they're getting the thirteen and a half, but like, I think this is going to be like a three point game. Yeah. Thank God this is on Fox and not the Pac twelve network. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh man. Yeah. No. But yeah, I, but I, I'm going to agree with Bennett. Uh, I mean, I, it's definitely not a thirteen point game like it, like they're you know setting right now. Um, it. It's going to be a tough game for Washington just because Bo, Bo Nix has looked so good since that week one and even like, like week three where he, he almost you know lost them the game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Bo Nix is really impressed so far this season, but even Phoenix hasn't uh, had a bad year at all. I mean, he's he's been killing it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, yeah, he has had a very up and down year, less so than Nix has. But when he's on, Washington has looked very good. So I think both of these quarterbacks have a chance to show out. I I like the over on the points total here. I think both teams are going to just air it out, and it's going to be an insane game to watch. Uh, this one might this one might hit like eighty five points total between the yeah. two teams. Like I could see that happening easily. Um, I trust the question you had in the outline here. Who do you trust more between Penix or Bo? I like Bo more in this situation. I just think he's been more consistent over the course of the season that, you know, just kind of gives me reason to trust him. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't trust Penix. But um, I actually just – I I am actually going to take Oregon and the points here, though. I, I think Oregon is going to be able to more consistently score than Washington is going to with it being so a home environment. 14, so you think it's going to be like – what does that what does that add up to in math? 42 to 30 42 28. Something like around that. there. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what Vegas is predicting the score to be. No. Nah. I could not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. I just I have a little more faith in this Oregon team than I do in the Washington team. I think they're gonna be able to more consistently finish off drives here. But what the thing that Washington has going for is that they have historically and recently been a DB producing school. So if they have, if they have a chance to shut down Oregon's offense or clamp down in any way, then they have a good shot at winning this game, honestly. 
Yeah, I agree. Is this um, Oregon's big uh, last big test before the conference championship game? They got Oregon State, who's like oh, six okay, and three, yeah. six and yeah. three, I think, or something like that. that. And that's always yeah. a tough game. Um, they call it. That, yeah. they, so speaking of that, like uh, they call that one. What, that's Civil War. Yeah, that, Civil War, yeah. and then Washington and Washington State is the Apple Cup. Yeah, so I was talking to Austin, and like um, he's a big Washington fan, and they don't have a rivalry name for this. Um, and a lot of the fans up there consider this like a bigger rivalry than even like their in-state. It's almost like the Ohio State, Michigan type stuff. Yeah. Or Georgia Tech, Georgia. Like they just got bigger out-of-state opponents. Like, mm-hmm. do you guys got any, you guys got any ideas for a uh, rivalry or a trophy name for this one? That's a tough one. Um, one that came to mind, although I can't remember if this if the geography backs this up or not. Uh, the Cascade Cup for uh, Cascade yeah. Mountains up there. That was my first thing, but I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head if the Cascades were actually in the P, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, it looks they're like in, it, it is. Yeah, they're in Washington. I've been there. They're in Washington. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I like I like the Cascade Cup or the Cascade Classic, maybe. Yeah, I can't think of shit. <laughs> yeah, the only, my mind's going straight to like trees. Yeah, I was thinking like the, <laughs> so, something with timbers, man. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would uh, say, uh, that would be that would be my get that would be my best. That, that's that. a good that's a good one. We're we're just gonna adopt that. All right, Cascade, Cascade Classic. There we go. Yeah. So so wait, wait, what's, we, the, what's what's the trophy though? Just a a tree, just, just a, a plastic a tree stump. <laughs> yeah, just a tree, tree stump. There we go. Yeah, cast, got, cast the tree stump. We gotta get one of those big ones that are like eight feet wide, so it takes like the five guys ones, to carry yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> The deforestation game. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't this place used to look pretty? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should be a fun game, though. I'm excited to watch that one. Next up, oh, God, speaking of defenses who are a little suspect here, the number 15 North Carolina Tar Heels going to Wake Forest, who are three and a half point favorites. 77 points for the team total there. Uh, that's going to be a pretty solid over for me on that one um unc if unc wins out and makes the playoff they are going to be the worst team to make the playoff in playoff history that defense is atrocious like that is a bottom tier defense and i don't understand how they haven't lost more games (laughs) uh they got a vet like nfl lock at quarterback yeah i mean drake made that is the reason like Bennett, you and I talked about this when we did the uh, recap pod. Like, they might be a winless team if it wasn't for Drake May. Yeah, I wouldn't mind them making the playoff because that would erase my memory of 2015 Michigan State getting blown out by Bama. <laughs> yeah. Let mean, someone yeah. else do it. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately thought to them in, in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Was it Washington-Auburn? Or, uh, uh, I think so. No. I'm trying to remember. Uh, they might have played Bama, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was here. I think that was at the Georgia Dome. I just can't remember. <laughs> They're all getting mixed up. This happens yeah, to me but- and my dad all the time. Like, can you all remember who won the Super Bowl three years ago? Like, right now? Three years ago. Oh. Chiefs? Who? The Chiefs? I think that was two years ago. Maybe. Yeah, because I thought it was. Uh... I thought it was Chiefs, then Tampa, then the Rams. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, way yeah, to go. That's right. 
Yeah, there we go. Shot in the dark yeah. made it. Um, yeah, so looking at their that the Huskies there they did play Alabama in the Peach Bowl and they lost twenty four to seven. Um that's not tough. that's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, that worse. yeah, it definitely could be. I think all I think uh Notre Dame's been on the receiving end of some worse blowouts than that. So <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw too much shade at the Huskies for that one. Yeah. Yeah, but Carolina, I mean, Drake May is the real deal. Sam Hartman is also a very good quarterback. The ACC has a, quite a few of these guys who are just good quarterbacks who maybe just don't have the best supporting cast around them. Um, in Carolina's case, it's defense. Wake's case, I mean, they just don't have a ton of, like, weapons around them or anything. Like, it's just just not as good of a roster talent-wise as what Carolina has. So I actually like Carolina in this one. I'm, I'm going to take them money line. Yeah, I'd agree. Nope. No. Nope. You going wake? Yeah. Wake already? Wake all the way, huh? Yeah, that tiny ass stadium. It's like thirty thousand people. <laughs> they took Clemson down to the wire. I know. Yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a shootout. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'll take uh, straight up wake. Not not the points. Okay, money line wake. I like that. Um, next up, we've got a, another top twenty five matchup in the great state of Texas, where the Horn Frogs go to Austin where the Longhorns are waiting for him as seven-point favorites. Uh, this one's going to be on ABC. Texas leads the series 64-27-1. to 27 to 1. Uh, Pretty big deficit there. Um, what's your guys' read on this one? I have none. Yeah. Seven feels like a lot of points to be giving Texas. Te- Texas, will, Texas will get up by a lot in the first half, and then they won't score in the second half. And just like T- – TCU gives up points in the first half, and they score shit little points in the second half to make up for it. So, like this, this one could be one of the craziest swings in college football this year, just from the first half to the second half. So, I'm very curious to see how this one plays out. But uh, one thing that's in Longhorns' favor, at least, is that Quinton Johnson might not be playing. He's kind of questionable as of right now. He took had a pretty bad ankle injury last week, so. Um. Yeah, if he doesn't play, chances get a lot worse for the Horn Frogs there. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I I kind of like Texas here. Uh, I know TCU. Um, if they win this game, yeah, like this is kind of a proven game for me, like for for them at least. Um, yeah, you know, to go at Texas at night, and um, if you can win that game, that that's huge. And then that, I mean that. <sighs> That sets you up for pretty lock towards the college football playoff almost. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think TCU is going to run the table. I think they slip up either this week or next week against Baylor. At Baylor, yeah. 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 Um, that's always kind of been a trap game for whoever is on top, whether it's Baylor or TCU. Uh, either one of those teams can beat, the, beat each other any year. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I, I'm going Texas, but straight up, I'm not taking the points. Yeah, uh, seven just feels like a lot there. I will yeah. say, if if TCU does manage to win out, this might be one of the better playoff resumes that we've seen. Just the teams that they've beaten. Like Oklahoma down here is still Oklahoma. Yeah. They beat Kansas, who is a lot better than what they have been. Oklahoma State, who's you know kind of tailspin down after losing to TCU, it feels like. Kansas State. They got Texas and then Baylor, like, and then they have to play one of these teams again in in the conference championship, like. Yeah, no, yeah, pretty tough schedule. 
I think it's easily the best Big 12 resume. You're even beating out all those Oklahoma teams that went. Um, yeah. Like, I, I, this, they've really shown up this year, and uh, it, it's, they're a fun team to watch. Yeah. Fun team to watch, fun conference to watch overall, too. Like, it, yeah. it's, yeah. It's just been some real quality play coming out of the Big 12 this year, which has been really nice to see. But, you know, the numbers not doing the Horn Frogs a ton of favors on the defensive side of the ball. Um, not that Texas is a whole lot better in terms of that, but, you know, Texas at least has a pretty good run defense that they can lean on there. Um, I think it's just going to come down to the quarterback play between the two. Like, Texas is the more talented team, and, you know, the, star, the stars haven't mattered as much in the Big 12 this year as they have some other places, but, like, it's it's Quinn Ewers and Max Max Duggan. Like, who who do you guys take in this? Uh, one of the things, do you, do you think uh, Gary Patterson draws up the game plan just to shut TCU down this week? I think he, I mean, I think he's going to obviously have a lot of input on, on the game plan this week, but like, I think this team is pretty different than what even he left it as in terms of Sonny Dykes' schemes and everything that he's brought in. So I don't know what all he's going to be able to do necessarily. Yeah. Um, all right. Going back, I, I'm trusting Duggan. Um, yeah, I'm in on I'm in on Sunny Dice. I thought Sunny Dice was old as shit. He's only like 50 years old. Yeah, he's not that old. I I tend to agree with being in on Duggan there. Although I still think Ewers is a really good quarterback. Just some seniority matters at a certain yeah. point, you know. No, yeah, I, I agree. Especially in college football, dude. If you're a fourth, fifth year senior, that like, I mean, you are just so much older than everyone else you're playing against, and especially the opposing quarterback for the most part. Um, so like that, that just has so much more confidence and poise um, as opposed to being a true freshman. But I mean, Quinn Ewers has been balling out this year. Yeah. So he's made some freshman mistakes, but he's he's yeah. proven to be worth his ranking, uh, his recruiting ranking when he came out so far. But uh, I like I like TCU to cover on this one. I don't know if they win this one outright though. I think it might just be too much for him to handle this week. I I'm hope they win. I yeah. want them to win because I think it would be awesome if TCU made the playoff. But I just, yeah. I, I just have a bad feeling it's going to end this weekend. I don't. I think if they make the playoff, they're going to get smoked by any. They will, but I mean, it's going to be any pretty much anybody in that four spot is going to get smoked. I think. No, no, but not even that. I think they get smoked by nine out of ten of these teams in the top ten for the playoff. Yeah. And the only one not getting smoked by is Clemson. So, like, I, I just don't think they need to be there. That's fair. I think of winning. I think winning out on a power five schedule should put anybody in there, no matter what. It, like that, that that's not my point. Like, that's not what I'm yeah, saying. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they're de- yeah. they would they would be one of the less talented teams to make the playoff for sure. We we said this TCU versus Georgia. Like, what happens? Like, oh, they're, I mean, yeah, they're they're gonna yeah, lose I by mean, fucking thirty five. Yeah, it's it's one of those things though. Like, who? I mean. The number of teams that won't lose to Georgia by more than two touchdowns is pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. Like it might be Ohio State or Michigan. And I don't think it's going to be either one of those two. Like, I don't see any team that's going to. The dogs are far and away the best team in the country this year. Yeah. Even more so than last year, I think. Ohio State's oh, yeah. the before where it's like the Cardell year and they can just come out and be perfect for two games. So, yeah. If they can trust- put it together. I trust them more than Michigan. That's fair. But 
yeah, so TCU Texas should be a pretty fun one. We're going to see what happens there. Um, TCU's they have their own fate in their hands, so if they can win out, they're going to make the playoff there. Uh, last game to talk about, late night game, little Pac-12 after dark action. Arizona at UCLA, who are 12 – or at number 12 UCLA, who are 19.5-point favorites there. Team total says 77.5. Game's going to start at 10.30. Going to be a nice little uh, palate cleanser after your evening slate games are done. Uh, I think UCLA is going to win this one and win it pretty comfortably. But again, I've been saying it every week. Jetfish doing a great job with this Arizona team this week, this year. Yeah, Thank and you. Arizona's got a good offense. Yeah, the over. I think the over is going to hit on this one. Arizona's got a pretty damn good offense, and so does UCLA. So uh, take the over on that one. I wouldn't touch the spread there. No, yeah, I'm, I'm taking UCLA and the over. I'm not taking. I'm not taking those 20 points. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it for the games for this week. Going to be a few fun ones there. Not as stacked of a slate as in weeks past, but still got a few that are worth watching here. Uh, since we've got some time, we're going to do a little mailbag sex- session here. i uh, got some questions from our Discord users that we're going to just discuss. And let's get it started with a question from Pepe. The most controversial question, I think, out of the group. Is this the end of the Bama dynasty? Gray, I'll defer to you. Okay, so <laughs> I I do not, unfortunately, do not think this is the end of the Bama dynasty. I think the Bama dynasty ends when Saban retires, if that. You know, uh, it's just such a big program, and they've got, like, the nicest facilities, and they put so much fucking money into that program that it it's going to right itself. Saban is such a good coach that he can – he's good at flipping it up if they have a somewhat down year. Um, and they're going to be back. I mean, he's going to have some, uh, some coaching turnover. Uh, they're going to get some transfers in. Um, I know they still got a top three recruiting class. So, um, I mean, they're, they're going to be all right. Uh, even if they lose this week to Ole Miss, it's not the end of the world. Um, I think they're going to be just fine. Same is going to write that ship. I, yeah, I, can... I, I agree. Like, I, I don't think it's done, but I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be calling it a dynasty anymore. I think we're kind of past that point. Yeah, I, I, I make, I'd make more of an argument that Georgia is the new dynasty rather than Bama dying because Georgia's well, Georgia's on the up and up. I mean, next year they're probably gonna they might be in the same position, honestly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about the word dynasty. I'm hoping we're just getting back to a lot more parity, like yeah. in general. Um, especially especially with the 12 team. That's that's gonna change everything. You're gonna see some more upsets. Listen, like you you don't see people win the NCAA basketball tournament twice in a row. Like that's yeah. kind of what we're heading towards. Like yeah. it's they're I'm not going to let it. Yeah, it's, I'm not like honestly, this Georgia team would probably beat everybody twice in a row, but like, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys in that I don't think like Bama is going into a tailspin anytime soon, but I do think Georgia has kind of usurped them right now as the team to beat and just kind of the class of college football. I yeah. will say that the recruiting for DBs and wide receivers has kind of slipped the past couple of years from what it typically is. So yeah, if it's going to crash down, you could kind of see the signs of it, but I don't think it's there quite yet. 
Yeah, and I mean, this is honestly the first year in a while that they haven't had a number one go-to receiver, and that that's really yeah. what has hurt them the most this season. Don't have a don't have a guy at all. Usually, yeah. they have multiple. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, they like what last year they had multiple, and the year before that they had even more, like double that. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but great question, Pepe. Thank you for that one. Next up, we've got a question from SD. This is going to be a little game of FMK. Uh, the candidates are your wife, Martha Stewart, and Oprah. So, Bennett, since Gray started this one, I'm going to let you kick this one off. <laughs> Gray, I'll defer again, man. It's all you. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I don't have a wife to start off my wife, but uh, <laughs> uh, I will say that I'm I'm marrying Oprah for that for that bag, and then uh, <laughs> I'm 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 smashing Martha Stewart. She, she's she, 80 she's 82 <laughs> <laughs> oh no but still i mean i can't marry her i'd have to smash her all the time then <laughs> my options are pretty limited here <laughs> oh, oh my god great answers love those so married my wife obviously gonna <laughs> married man definitely gonna take that answer there um smash martha again and then uh, kill Oprah. She's put Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz out in the world. So uh, she's, <laughs> she's given them platform. So that that's fine with me. If I have that's, to, then that's a fair point. That'll be, but that'll be the one out of that group. So Ben, how about you wrapping up? I'm, uh, I'm marrying my wife. Yes, there we go. My, my wife, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> um, I'm smashing Oprah and I'm killing Martha. Um, yeah. Yeah. Martha also has been to prison before. So, People just for some insider trading that's you know that's a little different <laughs> i think we've all tried to do it yeah no that's a thanks for that one sd uh next one is from spome how long until a big 10 west team can even sniff a chance at a conference championship uh this is a tough question because obviously they're going to be abandoning these divisions in one way or another starting when usc and ucla come over i think um the teams let's, that let's, let's phrase it like these current teams. If yeah, we, the teams that are currently in the Big Ten West, plus the two that are coming. Yeah, uh, the two that are coming. I think USC that? probably oh, USC uh, UCLA. USC yeah, yeah, UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think USC has the best shot. Um, but USC, like, I still don't think it's going to happen because of my continued soapbox against Lincoln Riley not knowing how to recruit in the fucking trenches. Um, same with USC in general. Like, until a team can actually put together an offensive line and a defensive line that can stop Ohio State when they have a million weapons at wide receiver and Brian Hartline continues to just ruin everything else for us, um, like, that team's just not going to be able to beat one of those teams in the East as of right now. Uh, I think USC or USC will probably be able to beat, like, Penn State, Michigan every yeah. once in a while. Like, not consistently, like, every year or anything like that, but they'll be able to kind of trade blows with each other. But Ohio State just kind of remains the class of the conference as of right now. So, I've got a I've got a little spin on this. So, out of the West teams right now, you have to put all your money on one of these teams eventually. One of these teams being the first to win the conference championship. Who's it going to be? Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, same here. Just because of the name brand program. Yeah. Um, they they either that or Minnesota. I, I was in Minnesota Iowa. of Iowa. I would too, especially if PJ Flex stays there. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, 
until the Ferences leave Iowa, like I'm not putting any faith in them winning a conference championship. <laughs> so I think Minnesota is going to have a chance to do it before Iowa will. But Wisconsin's probably the best one there. So nice question, Spoon. Thank you for that one. Uh, next up is coming from Cotton. Your top five teams that are usually good but will never win a national championship. And I don't think we all need to each come up with five. I think just five of us, the five of us can put these teams together. Yeah, at yeah, this yeah. Point. I think Oklahoma's in there. Yeah. I mean, they've Ra- made the regular Oklahoma? Yes. I, I mean, they, <laughs> they, they always make the playoff, but they haven't even, like, you know, they haven't. The, one, the best shot was uh, Baker year. You know, yeah, the Georgia Rose Bowl year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, God, that was a great game. God, yeah, that is, that's one of the all-time games. But uh, might be the best playoff game, honestly. Like, yeah, I was at a yeah, I was I was out with some friends for that one. It was it was like a mid-afternoon game, but yeah, um, that was nuts. But uh, so I, I I I had Oklahoma State. I think I think regular Oklahoma could someday win a national championship. Yeah, I could. I like Oklahoma State. I think I think Oklahoma has a better chance of winning a title than Oklahoma State does. Oh, I um, would agree with that for sure. Yeah. So I would say Oklahoma State would definitely be in that group. But well, like also like with the with the question, I wouldn't compare Oklahoma to Wisconsin. Like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin is probably one that I would also put in this category. I, I know we've got some uh, fans, a lot of fans of this team, but uh, I might Uh-oh. have to throw Penn State in there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it, oh. It's just been so so long since they've had such a, you know, like, I just don't see a dynamic offense being there, you know. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's tough because they are still like, like they're not as much of a national brand as they were before they joined the Big Ten, but they're still a semi-national brand, and they're always like in that top fifteen-ish mix. That yeah, once we go to a twelve-team playoff, there's a chance that they get hot and make a run. Like there's yeah, I think the twelve-team playoff kind of throws a wrench in it all. But yeah, um, my issue with that with them is they they just always have to compete for recruits against Ohio State or Michigan, who are yeah. just such on you know bigger brand levels than they are yeah that's tough yeah, i mean i don't i don't know how that goes i mean i've never fucking been there <laughs> don't you dare put my my team on this list no they're not um, gonna, yeah they're not they're not consistent they're, they're, they're not a top five team in that group i will i will do han and send me a favor and i will throw the cross state team on there as well i'm gonna put pittsburgh in this category pittsburgh. yeah yeah but are they are they consistently good though yeah, I'd, I'd say they're so. consistently good. Like they're not, they're like Wisconsin good. They're like nine wins. Like yeah. okay, yeah. I mean, so like, what's the barometer for this this top five? You know what I mean? Like consistently eight or nine wins. Okay. Between, yeah, I, I was gonna say between between eight and ten wins. So like somewhere yeah. in that ballpark there. Okay. So I would throw. I I almost don't even want to say it, but I would throw Florida State in there now. Oh no! <laughs> now. I don't know though, but like, since James has the, the, the word, the, had... listen, the the word is never, guys. Like never. Yeah, that's true. I, I've got, I've got, I've got Utah on my list. That's, that's a good a, one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like Utah. Okay, I would say Utah over Florida State. Then I guess let's pick. Let's pick one. Let's all pick one team from each Power Five. 
Okay. Okay. So we got so, Penn State, so we have, Utah. Yeah. Are, we State, agreeing Utah on, are we Pittsburgh. agreeing on Penn State? Yeah, I would I would agree with Penn State. I don't know about never, but definitely let's just change it over like, the next ten years. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Penn State, so we got Utah. Penn State, Utah, Pittsburgh. Who do uh, we so put? We S- SEC. Big 12, Oklahoma State we had. SEC, I might put Florida in there. Or shit. I don't know. Maybe I actually maybe Tennessee over Florida. I'll I'll do a hot take. I'll I'll say A and M. Oh, that's oh, no. a good one. I like that one. I like that one. I, I, I'm I'm with it. <laughs> Jimbo ain't leaving. Jimbo ain't leaving for eight of those ten years. So yeah. <laughs> I thought about it, but like, we'll give them we'll give them five it. with good behavior. Yeah, never never <laughs> is a long time. So I you know I think eventually any team that is consistently winning has a shot at some point in the near in the future. But it's, within yeah. the next ten years, I just don't see A and M doing it. Like Jimbo's yeah. schemes are just going to hold them back constantly, unless he gets, unless he looks into an absolutely transcendental talent like what Jameis was at the college level. Like he's not going to do it. He's just running so that's, that ass offense. Yeah, so that's my SEC pick. I, I think I'd agree with it. Um, and, and the East is tough to pick in the SEC just because it's so different every year. Besides Georgia, you could do Kentucky. They're usually consistently good. There they have yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, they're like, like, it, this is a this is a hard barometer. Like, for uh-huh. yeah. yeah, this one we might need a little, just a little more specificity. But I do I, like the uh, like you, you could put Ole Miss on this list. Like they win like mm-hmm. seven or eight. Yeah, that's games, that's so. true. Yeah. I, I think Ole Miss would deserve it over A and M. Ole Miss definitely would be in this category too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's a good question. I think it, you just kind of need some more like parameters to be able to actually like get a more concise answer out of us. So mm-hmm. what do we have? We have Ole Miss. We've got Oklahoma State, Utah, Pitt, and Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our five. I like that five. So that's our five. So thank you, Cotton, for that one. Oh, God. Next up is from Han. This is another MFK. So, Bennett, you are starting this one. I'm making an okay. executive decision. So MFK between... CFB Conference Championship Day, the first day of March Madness, Madness, or All League Day. So when like just the one day where like every sport has something going on. Yeah, this this is easy for me. I'm marrying, uh, marrying, marrying the first day of uh, March Madness. I'm I'm fucking Conference Championship Day, and I'm uh, I'm killing all day, all leagues. Like I just. Whoopty fucking do! Like you guys all played on the same day. Like that's that's too much too much going on at the same time. Um, conference championship day. Like sometimes you'll see an upset, but like kind of rarely. And March Madness. I mean, just like stars align and like some, some weird stuff happens there. So whenever there's uh, an opening day of anything, like the opening day of something always takes like precedence over anything. And so. like it's the worst part about that is it's on a Thursday. And like, I you're hate gonna, that they you're, do that. You're, listen, you're gonna be at work, but typically your boss doesn't give a shit, and you guys all just kind of watch it in one room and like, you know, vibe out and do all your work in there together. So it kind of yeah. works out. Yeah, and like, God, it's kind of it's like when they put the college football national championship like on a Monday, like just put it on a fucking weekend. Yeah, put that. That needs to go on a Saturday. Same with college basketball. I know, but that's. That's fair because they, they play the final four on Saturday. Yeah. So, um, all right, great. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think mine's gonna, 
Mine's going to be the exact same as Bennett. I think mine is too. I like. That's, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, first day in March Madness is just so electric, and it is. You know, you spend all that time making a bracket, and then you're like, "All right, it's finally here. Let's get this ball rolling. Let's see some upsets, some buzzer beaters." Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going, I, from, I gotta agree you're, with going that. you're going from like 10 a.m. until like past midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just great games all throughout the day. You can there's never a commercial because you're just flipping to the other one. Yep. I like that one a lot, so I'm I'm actually going to agree, agree with you there. So, mm-hmm. uh, thanks for that one, Han. Sorry, there wasn't as much, uh, not not a lot of argument on that one, since I think we all just kind of agreed with each other there. But uh, that's a great question. Uh, first day of March Madness, I think, is just the most one of the most electric things in sports. Yeah. So, next up, we've got another one from SD. This is an interesting one. This is one I'm having a little trouble um, figuring out for myself. Would you rather? Have the nation's number one recruiting class right now, or be able to use two of your program's best players ever three times next season. The when, caveat that they cannot be used in the playoff. When he said next season, he meant next year, right? Or, yes. or this right now? Right now, he meant next season. Like the 2023 season. Yeah, I'm taking the recruiting class. It's so easy. Like, I'm, it yeah, matter. yeah. I mean, if if they can't be used in the playoff. Like, even even if I could use them three times next year, Michigan State's not. It doesn't matter if I if I call it Bubba Smith from the dead and he's doing his police police academy skits. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Like, he's not. Yeah, we can't we can't make the playoffs. So just give me one whole class and I'll just work from there. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, for uh, like, it's just hard picking you know with our programs just because our programs are so different in different positions right now but like i don't think i'm taking the recruiting class i think i'm throwing in joe burrow three times next year and then uh i think Fournette also so okay i mean are, are, they, the, are, are they the best guys like ever uh, i mean I'd definitely best quarterback burrow for sure yeah uh, burrow but yeah, and I mean, we just don't have a running back right now, so that's why I'm thinking, if not, if I didn't do Fournette, I would do Tyron Matthew. Um, but yeah, like I'm not picking Billy Cannon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but so I mean, it's just tough. Like, if I misread this, this was pretty easy to me, but I, I read for the next three seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like. At first, I thought this was gonna be an easy answer, but uh, when I when I first read it, I I thought it said, um, "Would you have your two best players right now for the next three seasons?" Like, so in Tyler, your case, like, would you have Michael Mayer for three more years? Like, I mean, at this, at, the, at, at yeah, this, yeah, or definitely... or or would you rather have the number one recruiting class? Like, that's the yeah. I'd rather have Jane Daniels for the next three years in in a recruiting class. I mean. Yeah, uh, that, that that makes it a little bit of a different answer. See, I'm still kind of torn because I think Notre Dame is just like the big position there, a position away from like being actual threat as quarterback. And Notre Dame's best quarterback probably, I mean, just kind of looking at some of the options here. But the first one that comes to mind is fucking Joe Montana. Like, you yeah. could have Joe if you could have Joe Cool three times. The thing that the thing that makes it tough is that you can't use it in a playoff, which just right, completely right. like. Because then you go from you go from Joe Montana to Drew Pine next, yeah. like in the playoffs. So then you it's, just kind of fucked. So yeah, uh, yeah. I would probably take the recruiting class as well. That's just better for long term 
see for me it'd Plus, be like, like if you have the number one recruiting class that means you've got like at least 12 15 guys that are studs yeah like top 150 guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so like I, like like michigan state we've got by job coming in next year he's a uh, four star he's like a 92 or something on the uh composite but like yeah he'll be like a top 20 recruit all time for the school at a, like that rating so i'm like it's just different for me. Like, if I could have a number yeah. one recruiting class, if I could have Texas A&M's class right now, like yeah. I'd be, I'd be shitting bricks. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with the recruiting class, though. I think that's just that's just a better investment long term, especially since you can't use those two players in the playoff. Do you does it does your opinion change if you get them for one whole season? Oh yeah, like including the playoff. Yeah. Oh, instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, those, yeah. give me those two players. Yeah, I mean mine does for sure, but I didn't know about, you know, y'all's. I don't I don't know uh, player in Michigan I, State. I, I still don't think mine does. Like I think Bubba Smith could probably do the shit, but uh after yeah. that it'd be like dude, I don't even know, like Charles Rogers or Plasco Burris, like somebody like that. Like Yeah. I I don't think it'd be enough to change the whole program for a year. Yeah. I don't know, man. For me, like it would be Maybe Joe Montana and like Tim Brown, like give me those. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a whole season, yeah. I'll, I'll take that like any yeah, day of the week. Yeah, same. <laughs> like I'd take Joe Burrow and like Fournette or Tyron Matthew on defense just for yeah. a whole season. Yeah, we'd immediately go to the playoff. Yeah, using them the whole season. That's that. Yeah, flips it the other way to making that an easy one. So yeah, yeah. I think this was a nice little compromise between those two options. So I like the fa- I I like the caveat here. So thank you for that one, SD. Next up, we've got another one from Cotton. Which foot? So it's a two-parter. Which football school do you like seeing? Do you like seeing be good at basketball? And which basketball school do you want to be good at football the most? I'll go first, and I'm going to answer the second one first. The basketball school I want to see be good at football the most is just for chaos. Uh, UConn. If UConn was good at football, that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they would they would they pretty much run the table in every season they had. Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. And the, and the Big East might not have folded if they actually had a good UConn t- football team to to be there. So that could have just completely changed the landscape of college football. Um, for That's the football point. school, you would like seeing be good at basketball. See, I want to say Notre Dame, but Notre Dame usually is like pretty decent at basketball. So like, I don't know if if that yeah. one really counts necessarily. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I don't know. Y'all are typically like an eight seed or something, huh, in the tournament? I mean, they typically make the tournament like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, y'all, y'all are usually like a seven, seven-ish seed, like. Yeah, somewhere in somewhere in that ballpark. But um, if I had to go outside of that, I don't know. I guess Oregon. Yeah. I got no beef with Oregon. They're, they're a football school, in my opinion, so. That's uh, I I think it'd be cool to see them. Some of those Nike uniforms on a basketball court would be pretty sick. I like the, I like their court itself. Yeah, their court their court design is really good. Yeah, yeah. So I I could deal with seeing them more in prime time. Yeah, Gray. What Gray? What do you got? Uh, for basketball school that I like, um, when they're good is uh, UCLA. Um, I don't really have a reasoning behind it. I I just I like their that shade of blue, honestly, and uh. I just like when the USC UCLA game is good, you know, when it matters. Um, 
because it is like a pretty big game um historically speaking and uh yeah for the opposite end um i mean i'm i want to say lsu but i'm not going to be uh tooting my own horn here but uh let's see i mean football school that i would want to see good at basketball um i think it'd be pretty cool if uh hmm so you're in a tough spot because all of the schools that are like good at football are gonna yeah, be teams that you hate probably yeah <laughs> exactly i'm not trying to root for any other sec school besides my own but uh yeah uh is t uh no i guess tc is a football school huh i would say so mm-hmm. yeah i get. i guess that that's my answer for football that i want to see good at basketball there you go all right bennett wrap it up uh yeah the uh the basketball school I've liked, I mean, it's, it's this year as well. Like Kansas has been a fuck ton of fun to watch. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've really liked watching them. And I guess if I had to flip it around, man, it's so hard because it's like these, I don't want them to be good as well. But, like, I'd, I'd like to see uh, maybe Penn State be good at basketball for once. Like, they're always they, – they made the tournament like a couple times. But like, they're overall bad at basketball. Yeah, they're not yeah. great. Same with the, a couple of the other ones like Nebraska – um, I'm going like all Big Ten. Ohio State's hard. usually, honestly, pretty like they're pretty yeah, mid they're, usually. They're solid yeah. at basketball. I mean, they're, they're solid. They make the tournament every now and then, but it's just crazy for as big of a football brand as they are yeah. to not be better. Like, well, I mean, yeah, like Michigan's the premier, you know, school for that. Yeah, they're one of those programs that's good at both. Like, yeah, they, yeah. I think yeah. across the Big Ten, like it's it's pretty consistent on both sides. Besides. Penn State and IU. maybe Nebraska. Like I well yeah, but like football. Like yeah. Penn State, Nebraska. I think those are like the yeah. two biggest differences at least. And IU. Like like they yeah. don't they don't I use both the other way. Yeah. yeah. I use good at basketball, horrible at football. So that's uh, <laughs> just usually the other way there. But yeah, I like that question a lot, Cotton. Thank you for the asking that. And then we've got one more from Spome. And Bennett, I'm going to let you ask this one, and you're going to set the parameters here. Yeah, so uh, this one came in from Spomer. Uh, who would win in a fight? Bill Snyder wearing a Kansas State mascot, Lee Corso as a Buckeye, or Lou Holtz as a Leprechaun? We got a little tail of the tape, and Coming in at five six at the young age of 50, 83, we have the prickly, the stickly, in the willy, the wildcat, wildcat mascot. He's going to be coming in the windbreaker wind up. It's Bill Snyder. Up next, coming in at 83, you know him from his playing days at FSU. He coached Indiana to a 41 and 68 record. He's the reason we tune in every Saturday. Uh, we call him, he's in the Brutus the Buckeye costume, Lee Corso. And last but not least, the oldest at 85, measuring in at 5'10". He coached the Cox, he coached the Irish, he's dressed up as a fucking leprechaun. You know him, you love him. Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. All right. I think this is a pretty easy one for me. Uh, I'm going to have to go Lee Corso as Buckeye because he's still got, you know, he's still got movement in his arms. He's He can reach a little bit. Uh... And he's got that Brutus helmet on, you know, mascot head on there. So that's that's some head protection. Lou Holtz is toast. I mean, he he's just dressed up in a leprechaun outfit. His face is exposed. His whole body's exposed. Uh, there's no padding. Yep. There's no protection. 
protection. Um, yeah, he's toast. Duster, get out of there. Before we before we started, I asked Bennett if this was like them in their prime or if this was now, and he said now. So I'm <laughs> I'm inclined to eliminate Holtz out of that one as well. Um, he's I'll got probably the reach. He he does have the reach. Uh, the lack of protection, I think, is just really dangerous there for Lou, though. So I'm actually going to go with Bill. I'm I'm going to go with Bill. I feel like the uh, the K State mascot maybe offers a little more protection while still having some uh, mobility there. Maybe a less unwieldy mascot head than Brutus the Buckeye. I feel like Brutus the Buckeye, you could kind of wobble a little bit and then, you know, knock yourself over there. So I'm, give, give me the magic man, the wizard Bill Snyder. I'm going with Bill Snyder too. I don't know. Lee Corso has been looking rough on game day. Yeah, um, it's, that, uh, that is true. That is that, true. Way to add that on a high note, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I did what I could there with the uh, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first from Bennett. Lee Corso's out the door. <laughs> one one foot out. Um, yeah. I was surprised all these guys are like five foot six. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were like very solid college football players back in the day. Yeah, Lou Holt, Lou Holtz's uh, method acting for that leprechaun costume. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> National championship, uh, Lou Holtz. Oh, punch in the mush, see. <laughs> oh, it was a good day when he finally got taken off of ESPN. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, um, I was. I, well, you, you didn't like the uh, was, mock trial against Mark May. No, I fucking hate. <laughs> I hate Mark May, but I hate. I hate them both. Yeah. Yeah, those were tough segments. Those were were all good questions. We enjoyed all of those. Fowler just trying to make the most sense of it all. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Lou Holtz with his damn lisp. Just (laughs) more pronounced the older he got. Just did not help either. Was that y'all's last national championship? 88 one, yeah. Oh, man. Arguably, they should have had one in 90. 293, whichever one it was that Bobby Bowden won at Florida State. Cause uh yeah, like Notre Dame was undefeated. They like they were right up there with them. And it was just that was before like the BCS, so they didn't actually have like a a game to decide it. I think I think ninety two is the uh Georgia Tech Colorado split. Oh, is that that one? Yeah, it was like ninety two or ninety three. Yeah. Cause uh yeah, that was a a, a lot of uh the Georgia Tech fans like to throw that in the, the UGA fans for in their face for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it looks like it was 93 and Florida state won it in the coaches poll and the, the AP poll, but like Notre Dame was right there. So I'm, they actually I'm, just, trying to, I'm just trying to imagine Bill Snyder pulling up in a windbreaker, loading up into that mascot uniform, just getting ready for a brawl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the crazy thing, it looks like Notre Dame actually beat Florida State that year, but then Notre Dame lost to Boston College. So I think that's kind of where Florida State was able to jump back up that year. But anyway, 88 on brand. Yeah. On brand. Be on the lookout for Navy this year. I'm telling you, Notre Dame is on a mission to make the ACC look as bad as possible. (sighs) But yeah, no, thanks for all the questions, everybody. And thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back after week 11 to go over what happened over the weekend, uh, take a look at some of these games, what happens, see what happens with the narrative going forward, putting out some of our rankings. And Bennett, what do you got for us? 
Nothing. Anything um, else? All right. Uh, I I'm ready. Uh, okay. Are, are we gonna do like a, a early signing day episode? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. When okay. is that? This December. Is that like in December? or Is that November? It's in December. December. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like Dece- Is it the first Wednesday after conference championship weekend? I believe so. Early, early signing day is December twenty first. It looks like. Oh damn! So that's a, that's a little bit. Yeah, that's middle of bowl season. Yeah, we got some time. <clears throat> we'll, and especially once the season's over, we'll be able to dig into some recruiting and stuff more, which I think everybody will be looking forward to that. So mm-hmm. uh, in the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to get back with us after the week is done for our recap episode. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TNTCFBpod. Join the Discord. Links in the in the Twitter bio there. And feel free to like, share, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Get the word out. And don't tweet at recruits. Don't do it. Nope. nope. Not till National Signing Day. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Go, Go Tigers. Go Irish. <laughs>